I got a I got a hypothetical for y'all now that we're recording. I I know I I wasn't actually waiting until we were recording, but um, so. Definitely yeah, do not that turn sense. that spigot off. Yeah, don't settle, and also just communicate clearly and shit. How dare you? <laughs> oh, okay, fine. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Clear in communication day. is for babies, brother. Don't I know it? Yep. None of this should go into the cold open. <laughs> I'm not this. I I told you that I didn't mean to bring this up after we started recording. But this zero is not of this is going get... into the podcast. Period. I don't want to have any in the podcast. Yeah. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Big One Podcast. I hope you didn't miss us too much while we were taking just a nice little week break there. But we're back. We got some NASCAR news for you. We got some, I would say, pretty mediocre opinions on NASCAR and the goings-ons in NASCAR. And I hope everyone is excited to hear us talk about them. Uh, we're the Big One Podcast. You can tweet us at Podcast Big One. Email us at podcastbigone at gmail.com. Email me at a very fun email address that I recommend you go and listen to some previous episodes or listen all the way to the end to hear what my cool email address is. But that's about it. What's up? Uh, what's up, fellas? How's it going? It's going good. It is certainly going. The... The Safeway near my house has nine ninety nine cooked snow crab clusters, so that's pretty nice. Yo. Okay. Just got home from the beach, played some volleyball. Weather's looking beautiful. It's getting harder mm. and harder to stay in the house and watch NASCAR, but mm. that's how dedicated these three gentlemen are. You're an inspiration. You know what's really great is that there are things called like phones and tablets that you can watch NASCAR on the beach on. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to tell me about that after this podcast, because that sounds really cool. As anyone listening can hear, I've got Baby G and B-Boy with me here in this Discord call. Hop in sometime. If you're listening, hop in sometime. Uh, Call in live. We should take calls sometime. We should. We should do that for Watch the line never ring. I just, it will be the saddest (laughs) episode. (laughs) Of the podcast. And I look forward to it. What else is new? Um, I've got a sponsor this week. Ooh. And I'm I'm wearing the shirt for anyone that can see the video in the Discord right now. Uh, you can see my shirt. It is, in fact, a Dr. Pepper and Young Gravy. Dr. Pepper, Strawberries, and Cream. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Dr. Pepper, Strawberries, and Cream. Uh, we're out here strawberry creaming, and yeah. I hope everyone else out there in podcast land is as well. I think their official slogan is, don't let the cream hit you on the way out. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's excellent. I think it really <laughs> tells you everything you need to know about Dr. Pepper strawberry. I, w- I will say, we don't generally talk up too much about our sponsors, but I will say, I don't like Dr. Pepper. I'm a weird person, but I do enjoy the strawberries and cream. It's very enjoyable. That's really interesting, and yep. uh, I feel like gives me the emotional space to admit that I don't like dro- Dr. Pepper, strawberries, and cream, huh. but I do like Dr. Pepper. Whoa. We've always been the antithesis of each other. I, yeah, I would fully agree. Yeah. we can. Uh, what we should do is take a Dr. Pepper can and a strawberries and cream can Splice them together and then Lady and the Tramp, that bad boy, at the next NASCAR <laughs> race we go right. to. Let's hop on into some race recaps. We've got Muniz Watch to start things off. Muniz Watch. Uh, yeah. Lead us in. Take us through this B- Muniz Watch, please. Yeah, yeah. So we had an ARCA race um, at which uh, basically Berlin Speedway, very, very small track, um, very, very hard I'm to get around. they went to Germany. Yes, yeah, they went all the way to joke Germany. for everyone. Um, just like uh, New South Boston, not in Boston, surprisingly. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Berlin Speedway, very small track, short track, meaning those Toyotas that win every single ARCA race 
uh, were running up front, lapping everyone. And towards the end of the race had, like, I think there were only four cars on the lead lap and, like, only three that were a lap down, and everyone else was, like, over two laps down. Um, Frankie, uh, again, a very conservative race for him, moving out of the way anytime someone got near him, took it really easy, was running back in about 10th when I checked in on it. And then when I caught it at the end, he had finished sixth. Um, so just outside the top five there. Um, ad- uh, additionally, um, Tony Bridinger. Every single time I say that, I think of that that person's name in The Incredibles um, that the girl has a crush on in the first movie. I'm pretty sure it's Tony Bridinger. I'm very sure it is. But anyway, she finished fifth for her first top five in ARCA. Pretty cool stuff. She's also racing in the truck series this weekend, I think, um, in the Victoria's Secret car again. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, do you all have anything else to add about this Muniz watch? It's absolutely wild. I am I just watched the last, you know, five laps or so on YouTube, and you've mm-hmm. got one, two, three, four, five cars on the lead lap, two cars one lap down, two cars three laps down, wild. a car five lap down, a car 24 down, a mm-hmm. car 28 down, and all the rest of the cars are out. Yep. Incredible. What was this, just a massive wreck fest, or what happened? That just sounds like what ARCA does. I didn't get to watch the race, but I did get to see the end of it, and the end of it, even though there was that much distance between most of the cars, the end of it had um, what Jesse Love, who's been won, like I think he had won three of the... F- last four races or something um or or something like that he was on a three race streak i believe um he got run down by swalich uh, which i forget his first name but he ran him down in one of the other toyotas and kind of bumped him and passed him and took the win uh with two laps to go to which jesse love without much love in his tone basically said well i guess they're going to end up with a lot more wrecked race cars if they're going to race like this and uh, was really upset for a guy that had just won three races in a row and finished second in the next race. But I get it. Everyone wants to be Kyle Busch. The other thing I'm noticing on this is I'm watching this replay, and we've got a Sprecher sponsorship. That's a local craft oh, yeah. brewery and craft soda sponsor oh. right in my backyard. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. I know that they sponsored some of the – when Arca comes local, if they come to Milwaukee Mile for like a, a pairing event with the trucks or something, they'll often be there. But I didn't know they actually sponsored the series. That's pretty cool to see. Yeah, I've seen that one a couple times, and every, every time I've, I've, I've thought about that, that uh, that's uh, that's up in your neck of the woods for sure. You know, uh, Frankie has been saying that – so Frankie has been talking about how there are some sponsorship issues for him being able to compete uh, or complete this season, which is such a shame because he is second in points. Like, mm-hmm. he's doing really, really well this season. But he says that he has a uh, full-time ride secured next year. He's just finalizing details on it. Doesn't specify what what series it is. And boys, yeah. I'm holding out hope that he's going to be in truck next year. He could. I mean, he's doing well enough that he could. But I've said this before, and I'll stick by this. And this is this is what I think is going to happen. I think he'll do another year in ARCA. One, I think he'll. He'll get enough sponsorship to be funded for the rest of this year. Um, this does explain a little bit about how conservative he's been racing, keep, keep taking tra- care of the car. Obviously, one mm-hmm, wreck mm-hmm. can take you out for the rest of the season. Look what happened to the Daytona 500 winner at the, the uh, Charlotte race that we were at, right? Um, so he's trying to take care of it. I think he'll run the whole year. He'll probably finish top three in points. That's where it's looking. Um, and then I think he's going to get one of those Toyota rides. I think he's going to get a, the top-tier ride in ARCA for next year, which normally goes to a youngster, some 16- or 17-year-old. But I think they're willing to put Frankie in the car, knowing that sponsors are going to like having Frankie as a spokesperson. He does well there, wins ARCA, wins some races, potentially wins the championship. Those sponsors will latch on to him. They will go with him to truck and beyond. And his racing career will have taken the best turn possible. If he decides to go the route of taking a truck ride next year, it won't be a good one. He probably will not do very well, and I think his racing career, at least from a stock car and NASCAR perspective, will, for all intents and purposes, be over. I see the future. 
You've mapped it out, and uh, and I like I like the map that you've drawn for us. Aside from the idea of Frankie not racing cars professionally, yeah. I hope Frankie just listens to this, and he and he he's a smart man. I think he is a smart man, so I believe Frankie, him. Frankie, you're a smart guy, and we love you. Come be on the podcast. Speak, speaking of, do y'all know where New Berlin Raceway is? No. Couldn't tell you. It's uh, Grand Rapids. It's not far from where y'all are. So I just I thought oh, you should know Whoa. that. Yeah. yeah. I should have gone. Yeah. it's uh, Grand Rapids nice. You go around the corner there, and you get to go buy all those wineries. And I have a friend that has a brewery in Kalamazoo you could stop at. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, ne- uh, next time. Frankie, next time you are in Michigan, give me a call, and I'll come on down. Yeah. Me, cool, cool. me and Baby G will swim across. Lake Michigan. <laughs> I'm not going to swim. I'm hopping on the Lake Express. I'm taking that well, car ferry over, bro. Oh, that's right. They do have that from up there. Wow. Listen, to each their own. I'll get some exercise in. It's hell. It's hella expensive, but I would take it, it any day. That's crazy. That's cool. Wow. wow. All right. Yeah, we'll need to l- dig into that further. Um, let's talk about Lamar for a second here, though. We mm. had NASCAR racing at Lamar. Baby G, I know that it is your first time watching Le Mans. Can you just give me sort of like high level, what did you think about this race? It was one of the coolest things that I've watched in a long time. Hell yeah. We all got on Discord. We watched about the first hour and a half together, just feeling it out, watching you know them get going. You got LeBron with an absolutely pathetic so bad. waving of the flag. <laughs> I mean, LeBron, bro, that was some limp arm noodle stuff some excuses there that flag is huge it's 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 not a very good flag to try and wave and i think that you get told not to wave it like i think you get told to hold it out there and make it stay straight that's what you're supposed to do not wave it i think he's a professional athlete who has a lot of money and can tell people to fuck off (laughs) and he should have that's fair I'll give you that, that one. Michael on. Jordan would have done on, it. And that's why when you're, yeah. when you're King James oh, and boy. someone tells you just hold that flag out there, I am waving that flag as hard as I can for as long <laughs> as I can, and they're going to keep that camera so Fair tight point. on those forearms. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to start this race <laughs> for like an hour because they're going to be so fixated on this wave flagging. Yeah. All right. Make sure you tell Giannis that next year. So. Other than that, though, I mean the first hour we had a wreck immediately on lap one which was like whoa what are we doing here safety car they the guys just shot out of a cannon and they went hard which i absolutely loved just in general though i mean this whole thing i every minute i was home i had this thing on my tv and i was i was Mm -hmm. glued in to the tv yeah i obviously took a break during the day to go do some stuff went to a festival with some friends we got sick of paying 40 dollars a round for four percent beers so we said (laughs) We out. We're going to go to a beer garden. I pulled it up on my phone. We were done paying $8 a beer at the beer garden, so I ended up having the crew <laughs> over to my place with free beers. There you and go. we ended up watching like an hour and a half of Oman. I actually forgot oh, that yeah. Xfinity was on because we were just oh wow yeah. amazed by they're running in the middle of the night. It's raining. Yeah. My friends are just like, I've heard of Oman, but seeing this happen where it's literally pitch black. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely driving flat out in the driving rain. It, just an amazing, amazing event. I, I stayed up as late as I could. I ended up falling asleep at like 2 in the morning. Woke back up then to catch the end of the race, which just all in all, I had a great time watching it for the first time. Nice. Love it. Love to hear it. Uh, B-Boy, what did you think? Yeah, there's a lot of the same thoughts. I thought a lot of – I mean, it was a wreck fest for the good – hour and a half that we watched if not a little bit longer i mean they were under safety car for a majority of the first two hours of the race um and i think that a lot of people including nascar fans that were tuning in because of garage 56 were not happy about that and were like is this normal and so not a great exposure for their procedures so bad they they need to figure out some way to make like they were talking about how in practice they practice the safety car procedure and it took a it takes a minimum of 35 minutes yeah to complete the entire safety car procedure like yeah. they need to figure that out yeah they just have so many cars in the process of like okay this group goes to the back first and then this group goes to the back and then this group like and so on why i don't understand why it's necessary i think like r- group them back up based on where they were running on the racetrack start with the the car that 
crossed the line as soon as the safety car came out, crossed the start-finish line, they get to start up front, and then line them all up and make them go. And that means the yeah. first-place person's at the tail end. Great. They had they had most of a lap advantage anyway. They get to retain it. That's fine. Um, yeah. To me, like that's just a better way to do it, and they should just move forward with that. But whatever. Hey, they're French. They do whatever the fuck they want. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. My uh, wee my wee other wee. comments agreed on the nighttime. Like I've always enjoyed that about this race is like the majority of what you get to watch during the day here is the night part, which is one. It's really hard to see. You don't see a whole lot. The track is not lit up. Only the cars are creating their own light. And when it's uh when it's rainy as well, you really can't see what's going on. But it's ex- it's exciting. It's exhilarating watching them racing at night. Um, watching them get into accidents at night. It's uh it's great. Um, yeah. And then yeah, overall that Garage Fifty Six experience, I I slept through the beginning, or sorry, the end of it. Did see the beginning, but slept through the end of it. But I was up also until about two a.m., so about four a.m. y'all's time. So I got up until I think it must have been like twenty thirty minutes before they had a problem. Because I know I yeah. posted to y'all, they've got the lead of the GT yeah. cars, yeah. Um, and then I watched for like another thirty minutes, and then they must have had their their drive line issue. So it was a damn shame it's one Mm -hmm. of the things though as well that i really dig about uh about this race is the fact that you're racing for 24 hours they took their so uh the garage 56 entry their gearbox started destroying itself and they had to replace the entire transmission Mm -hmm. they were out of the race for an hour and a half and they finished in 39th place yeah which like it's it's just race of attrition it is uh, there's something that I just love about this race so much. When I watch it, it makes me sort of sad that there aren't that many other. There there are no other major 24-hour races. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, Well, Daytona 24. Daytona. Yeah. There's like IMSA uh, ones, right? Yeah, but no, not as big yeah. as this. There's, like, there's just something so special about this race. It is such a big event. You have people from so many different series like i i was trying to describe this to some of the people that i was with I, I was watching this while i was in key west uh with some family and i was like trying to describe and explain why i was so excited about this mm-hmm. and the thing that i landed on is it's like watching it's like it's like a reunion show it's like you've been watching a bunch of different soap operas because like racing really is just <laughs> the especially f1 and european racing series it's just soap operas where they're also driving in fast cars mm-hmm. like it's ridiculous over-the-top politics with people that have too much money and yep. problems that aren't real problems and uh lama is incredible because it's basically like hey let's grab all of your favorite stars from all of these crazy political series that you've been seeing and smush them all together in this one major, like Scott Dixon was driving. Yeah. Like yep. Antonio Giovinazzi was in the Ferrari that won the entire thing, and he was in a mediocre F1 car. And so seeing like this dude who is almost a reject joke of a driver in mm-hmm. Formula One come and win Le Mans, it, yeah. incredible. The commentary sure. was fantastic as well. The rain excitement was fantastic. As like it was ludicrous. Some of the some of the footage that came from the spins that happened in the oh lane, man. So good. I would highly Google recommend everyone listening. Just Google Lama Rain 2023 and like there's some really, really good footage. Yeah. The ones with the anyway. Benny Hill and sped up footage is are the oh, best. Oh yeah. Um really anyway, I, I thought this I thought this race was fantastic. It was so impressive that they changed the spec around for uh hypercar and uh the prototype cars and they the field was huge. They're planning on having a bigger field next year. Mm-hmm. The racing was so good. So many great storylines to follow. And, yeah, the type of thing where I had it on in the other room and I would just keep on sneaking away to go check on both the uh, actual, like, feed with commentators and then the uh, first-person view of Garage 56. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of the first-person view throughout the day. At a certain point, I was watching, like, I forget if it was basketball or hockey was on at the time, but, like, I think I had like five sports on, but I still needed to have the stream of the Garage Fifty Six on at least in one of one of the screens. So that's yeah, good. Yeah, the spectacle of seeing just the massive amount of fans was so cool too. I thought this being in a small town, there wouldn't be that big of a crowd, but it sounded like an estimated three hundred eighty thousand fans. I'm Crazy. I'm just flabbergasted at where all those people 
go to track, after dude. this thing's over. I know yeah. it's a big track, but like the logistics of are people yeah, camping, hotels, how do they get Huge. there? It's it's yeah. so cool to me that this it's many nuts. people from around the world come together to see, like you guys said, all these different series and the prototypes. The Garage mm-hmm. 56 thing was amazing, like leading his series so for well most of that race. Yeah. I think for sure NASCAR is going to be coming back next year. Yeah. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. So I don't know that they'll be coming back next year, actually, but um, there has it has arisen some talks of, like, will NASCAR go and race in some other select events, maybe do the Daytona 24 hours next year, um, some, like, extensions upon this. I think the the ideas and the things that we talked about, about, like, maybe getting some other manufacturers, some other teams from NASCAR to do it just like Hendrick did it and be competitive and be able to race against each other, that's that needs a lot of traction. What it really needs is this, what is basically, like, 50 to 60% of a next-gen car and then 40% improvements to make it be able to run 24 hours. They need a significant investment from not just the people who currently drive NASCAR, but from some outside force to make this a thing. But it could mean the return of a NASCAR European series. If NASCAR wants to expend, extend their audience to the European audience, um, they could do that. They did it. They Actually, I forget if they actually did it or they conceptualized doing it, but having a NASCAR European series was something that was at least conceptualized at one point. And so going back and being able to run that for six races in a year with like at least 10 to 20 of these cars, if it can get funded, the NASCAR is going to be very interested in that. So I think it got them the exposure they wanted. Yeah, I would fully agree with that i was just checking to see because i thought that they still do nascar racing in europe they have a nascar euro series at least of 2022 oh nice okay yeah i wasn't sure how long that had been going on if it was still going on i again i knew it was conceptualized for a long period of time but i i had no clue never watched it so um Um, but speaking of nascar do you guys want to talk about nascar we can do it yeah had to all right had to mute the Lamar uh, for this, but Xfinity race on Saturday, um, right on out there at Sonoma Wine Valley. Um, yeah, Kyle Larson dominated the whole race. He won stage one. He won stage two. But guess what? He didn't win the race. Ooh um, boy! Sonoma's interesting, guys. And this is the, we didn't really do a great track breakdown last year, but like plug some of our track breakdowns from years before when we talked about Sonoma. Sonoma's super technical. It's a very abrasive track. It really wears the tires. It allows you to slide a good amount, but the more that you slide, the the more your tires wear and the less you have on the long run. Um, and it gets really, really tough, and it gets really tough to pass people because there's only three corners, really, you can do it in. And the rest of it, you have to be perfect, perfect and technical and get good launch off to be able to set someone up to be able to make a pass. Larson basically got behind Eric Almarola uh, uh, off of a tire strategy call, and Eric ran a damn near perfect race in a Ryan Sieg racing machine, which is a, I will say, a relatively underfunded team that kind of gave him the ride for that weekend. Eric ran a damn good final 20 laps of that race to hold Kyle Larson off. Kyle then made a mistake, hit the tires, said the wheel popped out of his hands and you can kind of see it it's like like your controller went dead on your xbox and just the car went straight in turn 11 loses uh second place and actually ends up finishing third but eric almarola and what might be his final season in cup we don't know um coming out there and getting what might be one of his last wins in the nascar top three series is pretty cool impressive performance i definitely caught the race recap and like you said larson was Got behind him on that strategy, wasn't able to ever get there, and he did have that bobble ultimately that cost him cost yep. him what was a chance at the race there at the end. Yeah, and it happened a couple more times in Cup, too. I mean, you know, Larson is a very good driver. I think these guys, when you're looking for every little advantage, he, you know, and you've got, you've got a big spoiler up in front of you, you're trying to peek your way just inside of him. If the barrier, if the other guy's one inch off the barrier and you'd go to peek one inch below him, you hit the barrier. And those tires, even though they ended up moving them quite a bit in the Xfinity race and in the Cup race, they they knock the car up. 
they don't they don't just move. They do knock the car up, and it did knock the wheel out of his hand. So um, it can happen. Cool. Who wants to break down Cup on Sunday? All Mexican right. stand-up here. I love it. I love it. Uh, so I can give you the stage winners, then we'll talk about the race a little bit. So stage one winner, go. Danny Hamlin. Stage two winner, Kyle Busch. And your race winner was Martin Truex Jr. Note, mm-hmm. we did not call him Ryan Truex Jr. this week. So we've nice. we've got it dialed in. I had two weeks the to study during our week off, just mentally in my head, Martin, yeah, Martin, Martin, flash Martin. Yeah, you flashcards, right? The flashcards <laughs> were going like, pictures of all these I was booking conference make, rooms yeah. at work to just yeah. study, 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 and we just nailed yeah. it, boys. <laughs> that's good really stuff. inspirational hey look at these these old buddies denny kyle and martin Chuex. you know used wow. to be old teammates uh up there running for this win yeah it was it was a like my breakdown of it is just that it was a track position race which is what sonoma can always yeah. be no stage breaks no places really to like um do what you do at these road courses which is like oh i'm in like eighth ninth tenth i don't need these stage points let me pit the guy up front won't pit because he wants the playoff point or maybe they need the points or whatever. And then every single stage, we get a new set of people up front. Um, we actually got to run long runs and Kyle Bush and Martin Truex Jr. And honestly, Denny Hamlin until he kind of screwed himself over um, were the class of the field and they were up there the whole time. So I don't have many notes on this one, just cause like you said, it was just long green flag runs, which yeah. at, at a certain point, We've had some of these wreck fests this year. It was relatively refreshing to see just long green flag guys. Like you said, technical course, you got to hit your marks. Yep. Unfortunately, not a lot of passing because you said there's only those three turns where you can pass. So that probably turned a decent amount of fans off that there wasn't really a whole lot of action up front. But I think there was good action all all throughout the field if you did kind of get a chance to watch the whole race. How do you all... How do y'all feel about Tyler Reddick's move? Do you remember? Do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? Where he did that sneaky little move to come into pit road. Yep. By he, doubling back. Yeah. So he had just crossed turn 11, which is the hairpin, um, where before you enter the hairpin, you can go to the left side of the track and enter the pits and go around basically the long way into the pits. He, uh, I, I forget if he lost his tire in turn 11 or going into it or, or coming out of it. I forget where it happened, but he had a tire going down. And so you can run the whole length of the course to get back to pit lane, or you can do what he did, which is just like, no, the shorter way across, is just like cut across this like empty lot, um, and, and go right into the pit lane. Personally, like it's yeah it's dangerous and you should get penalized and that's what ended up happening he got held for like a lap right um i think i think he got held for a lap for that but yeah um i get it but also i don't think there's anything wrong with it (laughs) um don't crash into anyone (laughs) honestly like uh, nothing that he has done has endeared me more to him (laughs) than than this (laughs) like this was just such a fucking heads up Big yeah. brain bad boy move. Yep. Yeah, fuck it. I'll cut it short. Who cares? Yeah. Like that is the he made the right choice one hundred percent. Even with being held, he saved time on it. And also, NASCAR, go fuck yourself. Just don't give him the extra like don't penalize him for it because he's art like don't give him an extra lap. You know, he's not gonna be doing like some fucking Mario Kart take a shortcut count an yeah. extra lap cheat code here. Yeah. He's giving himself extra length on this lap. Like and he made a bad boy cool guy move. Like I don't think that he should have gotten penalized for this at all. Agreed. I think that they should clarify the language later on. You know, if, if they want to penalize if they don't want people to do this, clarify the language later on. For sure. Update your yeah. rule book. And maybe it was already in the rule book, and I'm an idiot. But either way, I think don't penalize him for this. It was a bad boy, cool guy move. And Tyler Reddick is a bad boy, cool guy. Sounds like a new segment. Yeah, a bad, by, a bad, <laughs> bad, bad boy, boy, cool, cool guy, guy of the week is officially Tyler Reddick. Yes, nice. Um, I saw someone compare this to when there's an accident or something or you spin trying to come to pit lane, and you spin into the infield. You don't, you don't have to go back to the beginning of pit lane to go in. You can just cut into pit lane and continue. And they're like, "Oh well, you know that sucked for you." 
go ahead, go about your business. They don't penalize you for it. Yeah. How is that any different than what he did besides the fact that he had to cut across part of the racing service? And in my opinion, he did so in a very safe way. He yeah. pulled into that, that, that runoff area and then like slowed down, saw that there was no one coming and was like, I can go ahead and go across. It's not like he offered himself up to be T-boned there. So, I think we can all agree on the summary of "fuck you, NASCAR." <laughs> Classic, yeah. Always, always, always going to agree on that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Beyond that, that was the, actually one of the only storylines that I was going to say something about. Um, I do have a take, um, and I'm realizing that I don't have any rapid fire questions, so I'm going to save my take and going to make it a rapid fire question. So that works out great. Cool. Um, all right. Anything else we want to talk about around the cup race or shall we continue on? I see shaking head from baby G just to clarify for, uh, viewers, for anyone that's not able to see the video earlier when we had the big pause, me and baby G were having a big stare down. Make you really? big eyes at each other. Like, no, you do it. No, you I blinked, do it. blinked first. So I had to step in and keep her moving. <laughs> I literally, I, I always like just watch the recording, the thing that just keeps moving instead of looking mm-hmm. at the video of y'all, uh, which uh, really well, makes me not connect. Your mistake. I was. Friend. Yeah, it was. All right, let's uh, jump into some storylines. What's going on with Jimmy Johnson? We were begging on Jimmy a little bit uh, after the Charlotte race, but a lot of oh, that man. stuff wasn't He's his fault. Uh, so Jimmy Johnson <laughs> is going to make his first venture in 2024 with Toyota. This is co-owned Legacy Motor Club will switch from Chevy to Toyota at the end of the season. So your seven-time champ is going to be in a different manufacturer next year. Yeah. I, so the Toyota, the Legacy Motorsports going to Toyota is not the new part of the decision. The decision is that Jimmy will run races next year, which was still up in the air given especially his, his uh, venture out at Charlotte, which was quite terrible. Um yeah, I hope this is good for him. I mean, honestly, they need to loosen the rules around folks that are not running for a championship but are coming to run races. They need to enable the uh, Kimi Raikkonen's, the, the Travis Pastrana's, the Jimmy Johnson's of the world to get more testing time. Um, I understand that when they're doing that, they're allowing testing time for the teams and therefore giving some of those teams an advantage at those tracks. I get that. But at the heart of it, if you're a team that is willing to bring in people that are that are big names to the sport and give give them rides that they wouldn't normally get, I know Jimmy Johnson co-owns a team that's maybe a little different. We're going to talk about another owner about to race and, and give his team some some advantage. Um, but I think that's fine. That should be rewarded. You should get something out of that. So. Yeah, speaking of... Uh, drivers or uh, owners driving for their teams what's going on with justin barks they're a new guy uh he is coming to uh, my home city and the great city of chicago illinois to race in the number 10 xfinity car for college racing very cool and once again another reason why i wish i was going to be able to make it to this race yeah i watched uh i was at an airport recently airport bar watching him race in the trans am race yep what a treat. Yeah. He races, yeah, the Sports Am and Trans Am uh, series. Uh, so he's good at road courses. Seems right up his alley. Um, I I almost said this when we were kind of breaking down Sonoma a little bit. Is like Sonoma is the closest thing that NASCAR had to a, a, a street or like a, what, what, do you, what do you call it? Like a street Grand Prix. What do, what do they call them in F1 and IndyCar? Yeah, you got it. Street. Okay. Street street, street race. Okay, yeah. yeah. Street, yeah street um race. it's the closest thing that they have to it besides the fact of having like really tight walls, although Denny Hamlin could probably attest to the walls being a little too too tight. Um we did forgot to break down the fact that he just bonehead drove into the wall um trying yeah. to trying to undercut William Byron and then wrecked himself and took Broke himself out of the race. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Made me laugh. Um yeah. but yeah, anyway, uh yeah, I, I the one thing that people are a little upset about with this is Justin Marks is an owner, and one thing they made for a rule for the Chicago race specifically is none of the cup guys can race in the Xfinity race there. No advantage is to be given to the drivers of those teams. But, like, I'm also, like, 
Justin Marks getting some data for his team is fine because it's not like some of these NASCAR Cup teams don't have Xfinity teams too. So, like, yeah, why does it matter? So, and also it's cool. Also, yeah, it is cool. It is cool. I hope yeah. he does well. It's not the first time he's driven an Xfinity car. Um, he, I think we broke down his past at some other point in this podcast history, but uh, he used to race and, and had raced Xfinity before. Yeah. Um, you know, all this talk about racing Trans Am has got me thinking about something, and you can cut this, but I really wish that uh, Trans Am was around, allowed to race in Oklahoma or Florida. Uh, but unfortunately... The times we live in, uh, Trans Am is not allowed to race there. Anyway, let's go on to. Um, oh my gosh, that <laughs> was so over my head for a while there. Wow. Okay, I'm with you. Good joke. Keep oh moving. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do. Uh, I do think it's cool. Shane Van Gensburg is going to be racing in Chicago. Talking about people that are racing in Chicago with Project Ninety One. That's pretty cool. Um, what's going on with Phoenix? They're all sold out. Are we not going to be able to go this year? No, we can't. Yeah. Uh, although, I think we we bought all secondhand anyway, so we still can. Um, but, yeah, Phoenix announced grandstand seats are sold out for the cup race uh, November 5th. Uh, still some hillside and infield tickets available. Hillside is something we just said that we might want to do at some point. Although it is nice to get a reprieve from that Phoenix sun by sitting where we sat before, yeah. so yeah. Um, especially for new guys' delicate skin. Uh, but yeah, you know, sweet, that's sweet skin. that's cool. They've sold out every every one of these finales at Phoenix. It's honestly not very surprising. Um, I hope the racing there gets better. Um, didn't look that great when they were there earlier in the year, uh, so I don't have high hopes for it. I wish they would go to Homestead instead, but. With everything they've invested in this track, with it continuing to sell out, they're just going to keep going to Phoenix. So, and they already announced Phoenix for next year, right? Too. So, as the finale, is that right? They have. Yep. Okay. Going to be there cool. in 2024 as well. Gotcha. Yeah. What Damn are you doing, NASCAR? <laughs> where Where are y'all going to be on that day? Um, <laughs> Maybe Phoenix. I don't know. We'll see. I might cave. Uh, new guy. I think you got to talk about your girlfriend here because something something's up. <sighs> My sweet, beautiful, caring, fast, sweetie, Danica Patrick, believes in aliens, uh, tweeted some conspiracy theory bullshit, uh, probably into some lizard people stuff. I doubt that she thinks the Earth is round. Well, in her defense, if it was round, she's driven cars really fast and they would go flying off. That's true. Yeah. And so it's actually kind of... It's actually... Actually, kind of actually pretty dangerous for her if the Earth is round because she drives yeah. cars fast. Yeah, so very irresponsible. Maybe think her. about that next time, scientists. Mm-hmm. I, by the way, no problem that she believes in aliens. I believe in aliens. I believe um, in aliens, certainly. Yeah, yeah. But the things that she was <laughs> having the person on her podcast talk about was way out there. DNA. Um, yeah, life that doesn't exist. Caps. Are toxins turning men into women? Uh yeah yeah life expectancy cats, I mean I really like that movie in time with Justin Timberlake as well but I don't think yeah. that's what's going on here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think what's going on is Danica made a little trip out to New Jersey and rekindled the spark with a Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, oh probably yeah yeah. How have these paparazzi not gotten those photos yet? This is what happens. You spend a little time in Wisconsin. You drink some of the beer and it really gets yeah. you. Have some of that Moon Man, you know? Take a little dip in the old uh, century uh, deprivation tank and, you know, <laughs> see what happens. Give me a couple yeah. more years on this podcast and we're really going to be going right wing crazy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, concerned. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, um, I look forward to her and Aaron Rodgers getting back together. Uh, it's It's honestly, it's just crazy to see this side of her exploding and getting so much bigger while she is simultaneously getting more and more jobs like as a commentator and a pundit at races yeah if anything this is going to endear her to fox broadcasting group a yeah. lot more so i think uh yeah. i think she's got a she's really sneaking maybe away the in aliens is real and fox wants us to believe it uh because it's run by aliens 
Yeah. Makes sense. That's to a me. conspiracy I buy. I dig it. Dig it. Tell me about, about Josh Berry, baby G. Yeah, on a more serious note, we've got Josh Berry joining Stuart um, Haas Racing serious. next season. <laughs> taking over the number four cup ride for Kevin Harvick. And we have some chatter on this one together. And I think, B-Boy, your opinion is uh, it's unfortunate that Josh Josh Berry may be getting a, a subpar ride. Um, I think it's cool that he's going to get a shot in cup, but may not be the best ride for him. Uh, I think it's fine. I mean, we saw, like, Bubba got a subpar ride. He That's was able fair. to do some driving in that, and then he was able to get up to a higher seat. I think the reason that I'm not super concerned for our friend uh, Joshua here is that he was able to prove himself in a Hendrick car. And he yeah. was able to drive fast. Uh, you know, like he wasn't necessarily at the top in every single race, but he was able to prove that he has the capacity to drive a cup car fast. Yeah. And I think that if he can at least drive at the upper end of what would be expected of this car, that's nothing but going to be great for his career. Yeah, I, I think, like, my hope, and this is the just being a, being a Hendrick fan means you're generally a junior motorsports fan, is that there's always been this graduation method of junior motorsports to either Hendrick or another good Chevy ride. For a while there, there weren't too many other good Chevy rides, but now with, you know, the track house racing and with RCR uh, kind of turning things up, I kind of had the hope that maybe Josh Berry would be the person that takes over the three car for Austin Dillon, something like that. Um, yeah. That's kind of the hope that I had had for him. To go to this team, sure, they could turn things around next year. They could just be right at the top of their game again. Who knows? I, I, I honestly don't know how things could go. Um, just it hasn't been trending well. And I think the other thing that really worries me about the team he's going to is that it's probably not just Kevin Harvick leaving. I don't think they've announced this yet, but I bet Rodney Childers isn't going to stick around either. I bet he's going to retire with Kevin since he's been his crew chief for so long. Um, they actually that said happens, that he is going to stick around. I, th- I swear no I saw that he's going to stick around, nice. uh, which is a huge, huge win. That for, is a big difference. Team. Yeah, that's true. That's a big difference. And there is, I mean... I always attribute that more than even Kevin Harvick's driving style or expertise. Um, I attribute Rodney Childers to the reason that the four car is dramatically better than the other three Stuart Haas cars. So if he's willing to stick around, maybe it's just a not too much of a transition all at once kind of thing. Maybe it's a one, two-year kind of thing. But that's that's going to make a big difference, and I'm glad he's getting that. So Cool. Cool. A lot of storylines. Uh, did y'all watch IndyCar or F1 this past weekend? I watched F1. I decided I'm Damn. done with F1. This was Honestly, the weekend same. that I was done. It just kind of sucks these yeah. days. It was bad. It was like, a bad race. It's not that exciting in the back. Like, you know, there was a little bit of excitement during this race, but... Barely. Uh, I mean, it just kind of sucks right now. Watch NASCAR. Yep, agreed. NASCAR is great. You don't now, need F1. The thing that you could have watched this weekend since NASCAR was actually off was IndyCar. And I think the thing that really pissed me off, it wasn't during the F1 race that I decided I'm done with F1. It was during watching the F, the IndyCar recap that got me really upset because I could have watched IndyCar, which looked fucking great. Looked really damn good. Really, really good race. A lot of overtakes. Um, nice. Looked phenomenal. And I could have been watching that instead. And instead, I watched F1 because of a dumb Netflix series. And I decided mm. I'm done. I'm done with Netflix. Not, you know, after I finished Black Mirror, I'm done with Netflix. And I'm done with F1. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll continue to listen to F1 podcasts. I'm just like, I've got no desire to tune in. And, yeah. you know, I'm still here for the soap opera of it, but I don't need to watch the races for the soap. And, like, I watched this race live. And I was just like, not that drawn into it. Yeah, Max is going to win. Alonzo is yeah. going to be up there. Lewis yep. is going to be up there. Until they bring Ooh. Danny Rick back. I'm out. Yeah. Did you know that him and Will Arnett did a broadcast? For, oh, for the race? Yeah. This weekend? Oh, I didn't they know did that. a commentary thing. Oh, that's cool. Apparently, it was not good. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> well, I can't imagine Will Arnett knowing too much about the sport. Uh, yeah. And, and honestly... Yeah. Like, Danny Rick is um, personable for an F1 driver, but, like, 
Not, yeah, not not a celebrity That's type of personality, yeah. Not saying much. Yeah, yeah. And also, I feel like putting him in front of a mic where he can't, he has to keep in control what he says is probably not the best way to hear Danny Rick yeah. out. Um, That's also like, it's like saying that the flamingo pool is clean for a Vegas pool. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. technically. I'm yeah. still, I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, I feel you. Uh, I'll take a dip in it, but. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Uh, other series, F, uh, Formula E, Portland this weekend. That's fun. cool. You're going to it, right? You yep. got your ticket. Going to it. Have a friend yeah. coming down from Seattle, and he's going to go to his first motor racing event ever. Um, I told him they were electric, and he was like, I want to go more now, I think. But then he was like, do, do they make noise? And I said, sort of. They squeal at you. Um, <laughs> You're going to hear the tires, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. What The one thing that does kind of suck is I had bought um, – well, I had bought my ticket first, and they have their practice and qualifying early in the day so that they can – take time to charge the cars back up and run them again right so there's a big break between the earlier sessions and the race um so i was planning on just being there all day have a really good ticket it's not where i sat last time it's kind of on the other side but i should be able to see all of the turns and i should be able to see the chicane really well and i'm all the way at the top with nobody behind me so as high up as i can get which is great um just a single ticket that's all that was available there well now that my friend's coming i had to get him a general admission ticket Mm. way down the racetrack on the straightaway where you can probably only see them coming off of one corner and then going into the chicane uh so the view won't be as good but uh we'll work it out and things tend to work out for me so we'll have a good time uh and i and i can't go see practice and qualifying now uh, one because i don't want to make him stay there all day and two because I'm going to get a uh, go meet Portugal the man again and get them to sign a vinyl record for me. So nice. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. All right, good alternative. That's good, man. Not you got to get some tweets going from the track. Get some pictures out there. Let the let the fans know oh, what you're seeing, who you're talking to, where you at. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do the same thing for IndyCar coming up in a couple months. So yeah. it's gonna be fun. Cool. Right. Uh, well, where are some, we at this yeah. weekend, boys? Baby G, why don't you take us through this shit? We are going to Honky Tonk Central Nashville Super Speedway. So we got the triple header in Nashville trucks, 7 o'clock Eastern on Friday. The Rackaway Roofing 200, 45-50-55. Xfinity Afternoon Racing on Saturday at 2.30 Eastern. Tennessee Lottery 250, 45-45-98. And main event of the weekend, the cup race, is going to be a night race. So 7 o'clock Eastern, the Ally 400, 90-95-115. And I am a huge fan of night racing. So this is going to be a cool one, I think, at National Super Speedway. That's true. Yeah. Hell yeah. By the way, throw this in the ring as a candidate for a race that we go to. Triple header weekend. Nashville is a pretty fun city. Just gonna throw that out there. How far is the track away from just like downtown? Is it? I don't think it's all that far. Is it? No, it's in the fairgrounds, and Nashville's not a big city anyway. So exactly, exactly, it's not bad. Um, cool. Well, uh, does that bring us into smart and hard picks? I think it does. Yeah, I believe so. All right, dope. I just need confirmation here. Stare me down, boys. Yeah, I can confirm. (laughs) All right, so let me break down where we're at after two weeks ago a race at Sonoma. Um, More bad luck for B-Boy. B-Boy had picked uh, Tyler Reddick, who had his penalty, and Daniel Suarez, who honestly, I don't even remember what happened to Daniel Suarez. He just did not have speed after qualifying. Um, So finishes of 33rd and 22nd for an average of 27.5. New guy, man, killing it, doing pretty good. Zip-zop, baby. Uh, Kyle Bush and um, Chase Elliott were the picks for second and fifth. Very close to being the best picks this week with an average of 3.5. But the best Thank picks you. this week go to the man, Baby G, for the picks of Martin Truex Jr., who he's picked like a million times now, um, but gets the win with that one. And then also had A.J. Allmendinger for a uh, uh, finish of sixth because we mark a win as a negative five that means his average for the weekend was 0.5 still not the best pick of the of the year um not even the second best pick of the year but pretty dang good um 
that brings us now to averages of, in first place, BBG has 12.66. In second place is B-Boy free-falling down to 14.38. And in third, with a nice 15.34, is New Guy. That's so. me. Love All it. right, well, that brings us uh, brings us to making our picks. New Guy, you are first for a racing weekend at Nashville. Wonderful. I think that my my pick here, yikes, this is a, it's a bit tough, but I think that I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. All right. Call me a bad boy if you want, but uh, <laughs> I'm feeling it. All right. I'm going to go with the guy that has been there and has shown some speed, but has fallen off for a couple of weeks here, but I think he's going to get it done. Is William Byron, the old 24. Mm. A good choice. I'm going to jump in on Big Joe, Joey Logano. He's had a bit of a quiet stretch here. I think he's going to turn oh. it on coming out of the off week. Noted, noted. Think you're wrong, but noted. Not a bad All choice. Right. It's the heart pick. My heart pick is uh, good old Bubrick Wallace. All righty. Big old two, three. Um, hmm. I'm going to keep it. Man. Oh, I just pick him too often. All right. I'm going to keep it in the Hedrick family. I'm going to take Alex Bowman. Also in the Hendrick camp for my heart pick, give me the nine, Chase Elliott. Man, it's almost like cheating to have him back there. Um, good picks, good picks. All right, well, that brings us to the end of our Smart and Heart picks, and I think that takes us right into Rapid Fire. All right, who's got the first Rapid Fire question for us today? Well, I think... Uh, we've both admitted that we each only have one. Okay. That works. Baby G, do you have two? I do have two. So let me give you my first one here. Yeah. Do you guys like the mid-season break? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. would say so. It's nice to have a little breather. I liked it for us <laughs> yeah. more than anything. Uh, hectic week. Um, yeah, I, I actually do like it, and I have – I think I've said this on this podcast before, but I my theorized and perfect schedule actually incorporates uh, four to five breaks in the season and incorporates some doubleheader weekends and some um, three race weeks where we have a race on mm. on uh, Sunday, Wednesday – or sorry, Saturday, Wednesday, and then Sunday um, all in one week um, and something that I would – really like nascar to do but yeah there should be more breaks there needs to be a break around mother's day and maybe labor day i don't know there just need to be more breaks there should be a break before the playoffs begin uh there should be a break before the championship weekend especially if they make a championship uh, one of those three race weeks um take a week off between it um yeah i uh, i think they should have more breaks what about you Big fan. I mean, this season is a slog. It's got to be, as a fan and a podcaster, It's it, it can get to be a grind at certain points. I can't imagine being in that garage seven days a week for however many weeks in a row these guys got to do it. They're, respect to the hauler drivers, anybody that's working mm -hmm. on these teams, You there's no days off, I can't imagine. Or yeah. if there's a day off, it's not really a day off. Your mind is probably still going a mile a minute. So I think giving the teams this... You can shut it down for a week here. I don't think any of the teams are fully shutting down, but it gives them mm -hmm. time to kind of retool, strategize a little bit, come up with, okay, we're going to the you know home stretch of the season here in a couple of weeks. Let's get locked in and ready to go. I think it's a absolute necessary and would love to see maybe, like you said, two to three. Break this thing into thirds, even do two, two breaks. I'm okay with that. Just something to mm -hmm. maybe break things up a little bit to – yeah. to get off of this grind of the season that you're on yeah you gotta remember the human here and like i'm happy to see these teams be able to have a little break yes very much so i i will say though like in terms of the they're going through the slog of it all and we're going through the slog of it all we work a normal job and then we do this too you know so we have a way harder is what you're yes saying, we I do absolutely 
Uh, I'm sitting in here without AC right now. It's getting kind of hot. That's really sacrificing. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, (laughs) They can never hear them. They can't hear those sound effects. It just makes us laugh, and nobody ever knows why. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Love it. I love it. Thank you, Discord. Yeah, I would say uh, my beer is empty, and that, I mean, that's hard to live with. Like, it takes a lot of bravery and guts for me to keep going, and I'm proud of myself for doing so. And I'm going to keep going by asking my uh, rapid fire. Nice. What's your favorite thing to grill? Ooh, that's a good one. Thank you. Jeez. Man, shish kebabs. Like Ooh. I was, I mean, like I I love grilling all kinds of different things. I I think I prefer smoking a lot of different types of meats. Um, oh, I love smoking. But the idea of a shish kebab, if I can if I can extend it and say like okay. a shish kebab and or a um, like gyro uh, like uh, uh, a spit fire roasted kind of thing, like either either up on its side or on the grill directly, something that is turning and is grilling, uh, just charring the outsides. That's the yeah. ideal way of cooking, in my opinion. I don't, th- I don't think anything beats a good spit roast. So good. Brother. You I'm going to go a little bit roast. out of left field here. I'm a big fan of grilling pizzas, especially in the Whoa. summer. You're, really? you're at a pool okay. party, and you don't want to leave the pool. You just kind of want to hang out with the rest of the crew. You don't want to be in the you know, kitchen cooking. You don't want to slave away getting buns ready, condiments. At a yeah. certain point, it's like, Grab some frozen pizzas, throw those bitches on the grill, and in twenty minutes you've got some nice hot piping pizza for the whole party. So, are you are you the most interesting person in the world? Who I've literally never heard of anyone ever grilling a frozen pizza. This is the first yeah, time I, I've like ever a heard pool of party. I grew up in the south. Keeps calling you pizza boy. <laughs> hey pizza boy, do this. Pizza boy, do that. And then you're like, I'll show you pizza boy. I'll tweet you a couple pictures of uh, pizzas on grills because it's a yeah. it's a pretty. I believe it. It makes sense in the summer. I get yeah. it. It makes total sense, but I uh, just never ever heard of anyone doing it or seen anyone do it in my life. If we're talking wow. meat, I'm a I'm a T-bone steak guy. Get them low and slow. Get them nice and and juicy. Mm. Get the mushrooms and onions going on the side burner. Some baked potatoes on the on the grill. You're good to go. Gotcha. Noted. Low and slow. I like uh, I like corn. Corn's I like good. Sausages. Mm. I'm not going to pontificate. They're both good. <laughs> Speaking of spit roast. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they're great. good. That's it. That's my that's my rapid fire. Just, just yeah, that was good. I like yeah. it. Uh, all right, mine is um, what should NASCAR do with the state of California? The races there are an auto, uh, you know, a track that – People did enjoy this year, but it's getting turned into a short track, a short track that is built in a in a football stadium, and a road course, which honestly is probably the most boring road course on the schedule, but is interesting from a driver's perspective. Um, what do you do with the state of California with all those fans there? How do you how do you make this better? Go back to Auto Club. Mile and a half Auto Club. Yeah, yeah. These cars are great for it now. It is. I yeah. think the last Auto Club race was also really good. Go back to Auto Club. It was Auto fantastic, Club. yeah. And the drivers loved it. Yeah. Call me crazy, but go back to Auto Club. Is that the only race in California, though? Or do you keep Sonoma? Do you keep Clash? Is, is there something else we should be doing them, I say keep Clash and Sonoma. You know, I don't, I don't have a lot of beef. Maybe it's the F1 fan in me, but I don't have a lot of beef with a road course that's boring. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, it, I think Sonoma... It's got enough history and tradition in NASCAR, at least as far as I've been a fan. Yeah. I'm okay with it sticking around. I think it tests – I don't know. I'm fine with Sonoma being there. I think the Clash is cool. I, I just – like, Auto Club was the good California event. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. I, I think people like going to wine wine country as well, so I, I, I think Sonoma makes sense. Yeah. Baby G, what do you think? I've got a bit of a different take. So for me, the clash, we, we've done it two years in a row at the LA Coliseum. The novelty for me is certainly wearing off as a fan. I think it's a cool event for NASCAR. It gets them a lot of media exposure. It gets a lot of publicity, but quite frankly, the racing is middling to bad mm-hmm. at that. It, it's just so tight. I don't know that 
how many more years can we go back to the LA Coliseum and make it the spectacle? I think you've got to start expanding that. I don't Track know if has you do that in grip. Exactly. I don't know if you do that in California or you make this clash uh, a stadium tour type deal. You go somewhere different every year. That would be cool in my opinion. I do think Sonoma should stay on the schedule. Just the wine country is a big sell, I'm sure, for a lot of sponsors, fans. The one interesting thing about Sonoma for me, though, is I watch it on TV and it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of people in the stands or maybe just the areas that I'm seeing isn't where the fans are sitting. Yeah, I'll say the stands are really far back. Like there's the ones that you can see when they're coming towards pit lane and stuff. So you could see the turn 11 ones and stuff. But a lot of the other ones are like way back off the track because it's such a fast track. There's not okay. there's not really stands right up on the track. So, yeah. And then other than that, I man, Auto Club was so good this year. It's a shame that they made that decision to sell the land for that huge profit we talked about. But I think that ship has almost sailed. In in my mind, it's still a question if we are going to get racing at whatever this new version of Auto Club is. Mm -hmm. Are there any other tracks in California where they could just kind of turnkey go to and and put on a good race right now? You know, I don't know. I think that's part of the question, too, is like, is there an opportunity to maybe go build a track up in Sacramento? Northern California property areas is a a lot cheaper. Um, you could probably still get a good California crowd out there. Maybe the Sacramento crowd might be even a better crowd to have than the LA market. Um, I, I honestly don't know, but yeah, I, I think that's what I was kind of curious if either of you would just be like, build a new track, like some, something that you, you know, start again and see if you can get something more permanent and good. But I agree that clash to be, can go away. Um, I think Sonoma should stay. I'm okay with auto club becoming the short track. I do. I'm sad that they're not going to have the mile and a half, but they already sold that land time has passed they can't do anything about it they're going to do the short track here's my proposal sonoma needs to become half of the length of a race that it is and needs to happen on a saturday Um, they need to do a double header of xfinity and cup there and then they need to do on sunday the short track with the trucks and the cup cars and you have to use the same car at the short track as you do at the road course you can make repairs to it overnight but it has to be the same car make changes to it you show up the next day and you race a short track cool dig it that would be yeah. fun very different than what we're doing currently anywhere on the schedule yeah um i'm all for these double headers i gr- granted i don't i've not mapped that distance in my mind until right now and i bet it's i think it's like at least four hours if not longer um to get between those two tracks especially through la traffic um but uh I, they could do it they could make it happen Build on that idea. Let's just shut down the freeway, and once you get done with that road course, you got to haul four hours sprint, in that same cup race. car, oh, yeah. sprint race yeah, it yeah. down. Then we hit the short track immediately. <laughs> there awesome. are no brakes. This is an in- the rules. This is a speed. Yeah, the brakes would explode. Race. I'm getting more and more into this idea by the yeah. moment. All right, get on the horn, NASCAR. Yeah. Danica, right, take us home, baby G. So right now in the season, we've got uh, 10 winners. I know we talked about this a little bit, but let's talk about it a little bit here uh, that we're kind of at the halfway point. How many drivers without a win do we think are going to make the playoffs this year? So essentially, are we going to get six more unique winners on the rest of the schedule this year? The rest of the year, just the regular season? Regular season, excuse me. Oh, okay. Uh, um, let me look at who hasn't won. A lot of a lot of big names that haven't won yet. We've this year. not had Ross Chastain has not won. Neither mm-hmm. has Kevin Harvick, Chris Buescher, Brad Keselowski, Bubba Wallace, Alex Bowman. Those are in the top sixteen right now. Uh, Chase has not won, and I don't know if there's anyone else. I mean, Suarez and Ty Gibbs, you know, one's a winner last year and one is in a Joe Gibbs racing machine. Yeah. Michael McDowell, by the way, we didn't speak to him. He had a great race at Sonoma and is on a really good tear of races right now. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think we get six. I think we get two. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think we're going to start seeing the dog days of summer in NASCAR's history and in past generally is where you see the repeat winners start to like roll off a like series of four, four or five wins just during the summer. You kind of get your championship favorite from the summer most of the time. And Martin Truex is making a good case for that. Kyle Busch is making a good case for that right now. 
Um, but I, I think we're going to see at least one other person. It might be Larson, might be Byron, might be Blaney. I don't know. Um, start rocking off some wing wins here to, to close out the summer, and it's going to be big momentum going into the playoffs. That's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. I like it. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of Rapid Fire. It brings us right into New Guy Reads the Standings. Wonderful. Well, we've got a new leader this week in Martin Truex Jr. with 525 points, followed closely only 13 points behind by William Byron, followed by Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch in sixth place, 29 points behind the leader, followed by Christopher Bell in seventh, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson rounding out the top 10. He's got two wins. Followed by Chris Buescher, Brad Keselowski, Tyler Reddick in 13th place with a sweet, sweet 420 points. Followed by the pretty man himself, Mr. Stenhouse Jr. Then Bubba Wallace in 15th and Alex Bowman rounding out the top 16. Yeah. Um, only call-outs are where, we're, like, we should maybe start doing Chase Elliott watch just because it's interesting. There are 10 races left. I, I, There's plenty of time to make up these points, but he's 84 points out. Yeah. If that number stays sort of high a couple races longer, then there's something really to watch there for sure, um, if he doesn't get a win, obviously. And then the other call is just who's just outside. Daniel Suarez, Ty Gibbs, Michael McDowell. Only three, eleven, and fourteen points out, respectively. Real mm-hmm. close for that last spot for uh, for Bowman's spot. So, yeah, yeah. I think uh, things are getting pretty settled here. I'm impressed with how competitive this season has remained. Um, yeah, um, I don't know who's going to win the championship. I've not got any idea, and I dig that. I think there That's was great. a tweet, and I, I, yeah, okay, it is. It was after the last race. It's the top seven being separated by 32 points. Even using this type of points awarding system through all of the like annals of, of NASCAR history, this is the closest the top seven has ever been. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and at there least are people outside the top seven that I could see winning. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. It's been a really fun season when you look at these standings like, it's mm-hmm. tight up at the top. I feel like every track we go to, it's it's anybody's race right now. We haven't seen that. We're seeing a little bit of it now with Truex locking in. He's on a little bit of a streak here. But it just feels like week in, week out, there's so many guys in the mix that it's it's been fun to watch as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It has been very good. I think that that just about brings us to the end of our episode, unless either of you have any final notes you would like to add. Zero things to add. Head shaking from Baby G here. No, nothing. Got nothing. Some bullshit coming from people. You know it. I'm like strawberries and cream. That has been about it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of The Big One Podcast. Uh, you can tweet us at podcastbigone at gmail.com. Pegcastbigone also available. (laughs) (laughs) You can email me at endlessbread6 at thankgoodnessitisfridays.com. Thanks for tuning in. I've been New Guy. I hope everyone has a great week, and bye. I've been Strawberries. This has been Cream. (laughs) Yeah, that's the dream. (laughs) See y'all. Bye. (laughs)